Hi there, Reverend David McLaughlin here. I would like to invite you to join with me as I share a series of thumbnail truths that the Lord has laid in my heart to leave with you in these strange and difficult times. My thumbnail truth this afternoon is taken from Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. I've been thinking about the Proverbs of Solomon. What do they mean? How do we understand them? See, some people just think they're witty sayings. Others think they're pithy little sayings, giving a piece of advice to individuals in life's journey. But I want to tell you they're more than that. I believe that they're divinely inspired proverbs. They're gifts from God to Solomon, inspired by the Holy Spirit that he has shared with us in the 31 chapters. I, of course, believe that the uh, proverbs are indeed laws from heaven for life and earth. They govern our life in every aspect of it. Now you think of this most important proverb. It's repeated again in Proverbs chapter 9 and verse 10 in a slightly different way. But the meaning's the same. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. What is the fear of the Lord? How do we understand it? What does that mean? Think of the meaning of the fear of the Lord. The Bible says, Sanctify the Lord of hosts himself, and let him be your dread, let him be your fear. In Isaiah chapter 8 verse 13. Look it up. Underline the reference. Think of the words. Let me illustrate what I believe it means. Think of little Johnny coming out of school. It's Friday. School's over for the week. He's very happy. As he comes out through the school gate and turns left to go to the bus stop, he all of a sudden freezes in the spot. His complexion begins to change. Terror and fear grip into his heart and his mind. Why? Because the school bully is just up ahead and he knows he's going to get picked on. He knows he's going to get punched and there's a certain amount of terror attributed to that. You think of little Johnny in another illustration. He's on a school trip. They're over in Buckingham Palace. They're lined up to see the uh, house where the Queen lives. And all of a sudden, Johnny's called out of the line by the teacher. He's going to have a private audience with the Queen. He's going to have tea with the Queen. Can you imagine his excitement? Could you imagine us all sitting in the chair, looking at the Majesty, sit sipping tea and him talking away to her? I believe he couldn't wait to get home to tell mummy or granny. In fact, he would probably phone if he had a phone. The moment he would get out through the door, guess who I have met? Guess who I had tea with? I have met the Queen. And that would be a memory that stayed with Johnny for long and many a day. Let him be your dread. There's a difference in meeting the school bully and meeting the Queen. And the two concepts go together to form the true meaning of the fear of the Lord. You see, I believe that we should have a healthy dread of meeting God because the Bible says it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. God's a God of love, but he's also a God of wrath who hates sin. And because of his holy nature, he must punish sin. In fact, it's God who says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. And of course, I believe that we need a fresh vision of God. We need to be in the awe of God, who God is. 
where God is and, and what God is like, that God is creator and maker, that he's the living and the true God. He's a, a God who is absolutely sovereign over the world that he has made. He is a good God, a faithful God, a, a merciful God, a, a holy God. And, and the sad reality is that, that many do not know him. Many do not have the fear of God. And I believe this is one of the missing ingredients in the New Testament church, even within Northern Ireland. I believe it's something that we need to rediscover, this biblical concept of the fear of the Lord. And I pray today that we'll begin even again to grasp and understand something of the meaning. But not only think of the meaning of the fear of the Lord, but you think of the message. The fear of the Lord is what? The beginning of knowledge. I believe that there's no true knowledge where the knowledge of God and the fear of the Lord is a missing ingredient. You see, there's two types of knowledge in the world, two types of wisdom. There, there, there's the knowledge of the world and, and there's the, the wisdom of the word of God. And uh, James, he dealt with this in James chapter 3. He talked about a wisdom that's sensual, a wisdom that's worldly, a wisdom that's devilish. And of course, the, the wisdom of the world is all about what man thinks, how man feels, what man does. Of course, it's man totally independent of God. And aren't there many today who tell us, well, I think, this, that and the other, even about God and pontificate about things that are spiritual that they know really nothing about. And not only do they say, I feel, but they say, I think. And, and I do. And of course, as I'm saying, it's, it's life independent of God. And the, the reality is that the message of the Bible is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And that word beginning means the very source of knowledge. And, and without this knowledge, no other knowledge that you have really, really counts at all in the eyes of the Lord. Solomon went on to say the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And uh, the knowledge of the Lord, of course, leads to, to understanding. Uh, not only think about the meaning of the fear of the Lord and the message of the fear of the Lord, but, but think also even of the um, means of the fear of the Lord. What, 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 what does this mean to us? How can we discover this? Well, the answer is you, you can make a decision that you're going to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart and soul and mind and strength. That's the first great commandment. Um, lovest thou God like this? Could I tell you it also means to live for God? It was Paul that said for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. And sadly, many don't have that motto that Paul had for life. I wonder, do you have such a motto? It's not only loving God and living for God, but it's learning from God. Teach me. And it's not only in the mountaintop experience, but it's in the valley experience. It's, it's in the sunshine, but it's also in the storms of life. And it's often in the storms of life that we learn the most, isn't it? Because that's when we're afraid. That's when we're broken. That's when we're humble. And we discover one who's the healer of broken hearts, the one who comes to succor us, even in our trials and in our temptations. Why? Because 
He's the man of sorrows. He's acquainted with grief. And there's many griefs in the world. And, and there's many sorrows. And there's people stricken with illness. And we know of many today. And they're in our thoughts and in our prayers. And who do we commend them to? We commend them to a God who loves them. A God who cares for them. A God who understands them. A God who says that you're in my thoughts. Didn't David say, though poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me? You see, we need to be taught. And, and David prayed, teach me. He had a teachable spirit. He was willing to learn from God. And I believe that if we have the true fear of the Lord, we'll be willing not only to love him and live for him, but learn from him. Could I say in closing, we'll also be loyal to him. You, you think of those three young men, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, in the plain of Jura that day, whenever the image of Nebuchadnezzar was set up and they were commanded at the sound of the music, whenever the various instruments played to fall down and worship that image, everybody else did, but three young men didn't. They, they stood upright. They stood on their feet when everybody else was in their face. Why? Because they hated every false god. They believed it was wrong to bow to an idol. And they believed in the living and the true God in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I ask you today, when you think of this concept that's missing ingredient in the life of the church, the fear of the Lord, I've told you what it means. I've told you the message that flows from it, that this is the, the only knowledge that really counts. You can have all the other knowledge, you can have a PhD and still not have this knowledge and, and you don't really have knowledge at all. And here's the means how you can get it. You make a decision, I'm going to love the Lord, I'm going to live for him, I'm going to learn from him and I'm going to be loyal to him. I commend this to you. I pray that the Lord will teach you this most important law from heaven for your life and earth. Thank you. <laughs> 